Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Green all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. Uh, welcome into the show. I'm Amon Green, your host. What's up, Harrison, man? How you doing? Doing good. Doing it's uh, kind of getting that nice. I, I'm obviously very excited. My Bulls, a week away exactly, Wednesday, opening oh, night. Yeah, yeah, NBA's right. right around the corner. We talked about it, Nebraska basketball. Yep. Uh, I think they're looking at less than two weeks. They're pretty close here, too. I want to say yeah. it's late October. Um, be their first game, I want to say 29th. But, yeah, basketball is just... Around the, around the corner it's kind of my sweet spot of the year college troops too obviously I, I don't dive into too much so i kind of watch the big 10 games obviously as the tournament gets closer uh, okay kind of start taking a peek at other conferences and then march madness of course unfortunately Everybody i'm not at a spot does. where i can take a sick day around here <laughs> that's <laughs> one where you don't want to be calling in sick but uh, uh no. nonetheless yeah I'm, I'm just happy to be here it's that best time of year 100 nice. percent. yeah it is a good time weather's getting comfortable now mm-hmm. uh as as we say on the football field, it's uh, football weather. It's playing weather. You know, be out there, and I would not get tired in this type of weather when it was just nice and what I call crisp. I learned not of in Wisconsin, crisp, not cold, crisp, not, not cold, but crisp. <laughs> and I would not get tired on the football field when it was like this. It wasn't hot, no humidity, zero humidities in the air. Um, and so, guys, I could go forever. So that's when it was trouble for opposing teams. And I learned that here in high school when I played a few games. Once the cold weather changed by my junior, sophomore year, junior year at Central, sophomore year at North, junior year at Central, I was like, oh, I'm not tired anymore. It's not hot as 80s out here on the football field. So, no, this is a good time of year. Like you said, got other sports. I've, I've paid attention to the guys. I have a couple hoopers in my class. Okay. And they've been showing up late. I'm like, what's going on? I'm going to have to mark y'all now. Oh, okay, we got practice now. I'm like, oh, oh. I said, I'll mess around. I said, yeah, is this going to be a rich, a daily thing? Or are y'all going to get this straight? It was like, oh, no, it's, it's just for a training camp right now. I'm like, all right, let your coaches know. They can't be showing up my class, esports management, on not on time. Like, look, I'm a, I keep it real. I mean, know? that's fair enough, right? <laughs> fair. The, the, the like, coaches, hey, coaches got to work with the teachers. Yeah, I'm it's not all gonna, part of the school. Exactly. That's like, hey, basketball, I love you. I support you. But you got to keep the guys coming <laughs> in on time for that 1230 class. That they have with me. What are some of your yeah. kind of favorite things about teaching? You know, it's kind of a new journey for you. Obviously, you had some experience at your other stop. But, yeah. you know, what are some of the things that you've really grown to love teaching? I, I, I say just sharing my experiences, telling my stories. As I wasn't a talker as a kid. You guys, my teammates here in Lincoln. You guys, VJ, you guys, the, the captain, as he's called now. <laughs> uh, T-Far. You guys, the black shirt. You guys, Jay. I really didn't talk. I was more of a guy. I was the stoic guy. I was... I let my actions do all the speaking mm-hmm. on the football field because I know that if I say something and, you know, especially when it's a moment for, like, me to say something, like, talk uh, out loud in terms of trash talking or anything like that, which guys wanted me to do, and I didn't do it. It didn't. It just wasn't in my one, – one, not in my vocabulary. Two, not in me. And three, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> so I wasn't going <laughs> to – for those first two reasons, I was not going to try to trash talk. I'm still not good at it now. 
So if I'm trash talking to you now and you know me, which you're getting to know me, Harrison, you'll find out. I'm just having fun. I'm not serious at all because I'm not a great trash talker. <laughs> I'll, I'll bite somebody's stuff. I'll take Dion's trash talking. I'll I'll look at guys like Michael Irvin or even Larry Bird or Matt, Michael Jordan. But I'll, I'll use their stuff. Yeah, Larry Bird, low key, is one of the, the best trash talkers. Best. He taught Michael Jordan that trash talk. I know that for a fact. I was like, ooh. Well, like, even like the you kind of like in your way too. Like he would trash talk you through actions. Like, like he, I'm going to play the game with my left hand because it's too easy. Right. I watched that video just a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I don't know what popped up on my. I don't know. If, you know how you YouTube, YouTube recommended the the, the the algorithm is mm -hmm. just hearing and listening to everything. And I saw that and I played it and I was like, because I like Larry Bird. I watched. I was like, yeah, I did hear about that. And so I didn't watch the game. And the, even the commentator said because he had mentioned it in the press conference interview that he's going to play. With only his left hand, all his shot. I'm like, that's cold. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is. That and then to put if, up the numbers on if, top of it. If you if you ever want to mess with somebody, just tell them. Basically, I'm gonna play with my weakest arm, and I know I can beat you. That's like a gamer saying, I could play with the controller with my hand, my eyes covered, blindfolded, and I'll, I'll tie one hand behind my back and I will play with my right hand. That's not my dominant hand. That's what that's saying. It's like, wow. I said, that's. Larry Bird was just different. I said, if yeah, he built different. I say for anything that can get into a guy's head, that would, that would be in my head. It would be in my head for a little bit, but most guys, most people, regular folks, it's like, nah, I can't play against this guy anymore. He's giving me nightmares. Who do you think some of the best trash talkers were in your experience? And then we kind of talked about like Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, um, Kobe Bryant. I want to say he was too much of a trash talker. He was more of action. He was an action guy, but mm -hmm. he was he would say subtle stuff. I've heard about him, and I saw, I saw a video of defenders during his time that had to cover him, and other guys would warn their teammates, don't trash talk 2-4 or number 8. Please don't say nothing. He's going to already go off on us. Mm -hmm. Don't give him no re other reason to go off, and you know, somebody has to go and say something, and then he drops a another NBA record of scored points on the team. <laughs> You know, being that teammate, relaying the message, and then you don't listen. It's like, bro, you thought we were messing around? No, we dead serious. It's like, bro, why you do that? And I was that. I would say I was that guy, guy, where if you trash talk me, it was about to get you already. I'm already turned up. I'm pull, I'm ready to play, and now you didn't sparked a plug or sparked lit a match, lit the stem. I'm like you. Oh, I was already gonna try to go for a hundred yards and a touchdown tonight. Now it's about to be about 200 yards, and it's going to be <laughs> you getting face planted in the ground plenty of times tonight. And it's going to be personal. You know, <laughs> it's like it's a, those those things motivated me, especially, you know, playing against guys that were, you know, guys, some guys I knew, like Mike Brown. He was one in particular. I don't know what his deal was. And I might have mentioned this. I don't know. I've told him this story a lot. I get traded to Green Bay. And he gets drafted to Green to Chicago that same year, and then he gets drafted along with a uh, Mike er, um, uh, Erlacher, Brian Brian, Brian Erlacher. Erlacher. I was say Mike Erlacher. I'm like what? <laughs> Brian Erlacher, great guy. Um, oh yeah, big fifty four. Yep, fifty four. Good nice dude. And then uh, also, I don't know if he got drafted that year, but he was in there mixed to Lance Briggs mm -hmm. was the other linebacker that was the that made up their core. And so Mike Brown gets there. I'm in Green Bay. By midseason, I had played, you know, most of the time, and then eventually been the starter. And then it was my second year when it started. 
the O one season. So we go. I'm not sure who we played. Who played first? It, you know, if we played them at home first, or we went to Chicago. Can't remember. But either way, in pregame warmups, I see Mike come up on the field, and I go up and give him a dap and Hey, man, how you doing? You watching our team? You know, watching Nebraska. Da, 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 da. We'll talk about that. Then he's like, Man, we well, we about to kill y'all today. <laughs> We about to smoke y'all, Brett. We gonna sack Brett like seven times. You gonna fumble? We gonna make you fumble the ball. We gonna tackle you in the bathroom. You ain't gonna get no yardage, Ag. I'm like, <laughs> where's all this coming from, bro? I'm like, no. I was like, is that is what what you is this how this gonna go down? No problem. Okay, I got you. Calmly, I just said calmly. I got you. Went to like, and I'm like, hot. I mean, I mean if it was a cartoon figure. Between Tasmanian Devil and the smoke coming out my ears, I walk in the locker room. No guy knows this, but you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm about to go off on this dude. He's about to get it, and that, and that happened several games in Lambeau, several games in Soldier Field, where I had people that called me up that knew that we were teammates. They were like, "Man, did, weren't y'all teammates in college?" <laughs> they were like, "Do you like Mike Brown?" I was like, uh, "At that moment, probably not, but we, yeah, we cool." But he started it, you know. It's like, no, nah, I don't. So you got to be careful with your trash talking. And in other words, for all the listeners out there in the gaming space, in traditional sports, don't trash talk. Because if not, eventually you will get your butt kicked. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we do have one, John and Cortland. Yeah. Uh, my dad told me if you ain't talk, if you're talking and you can't back it up, that's a problem. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. If you. If perfect. You can back it up. It's okay to talk, but don't watch your limits, though. Let me push you. Don't push it too far. Because even every now and then. As they say, every now and then the sun shine on the dogs, you know what? So <laughs> that 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 could happen to you where it could be the guy you know you're going to beat. That's why you popping off at the mouth and then you mess around and find out. Yeah, Lance That's Stevenson it. unfortunately had that play out quite a few times in his yeah. NBA career. There was one time it actually looked maybe you can say it worked, but LeBron probably just having a bad off night. I'd be surprised if, you know, he actually let a Lance Stevenson get in his head. Yeah. But for the most part didn't usually pan out too well. Nah. Anytime Lance Stevens, same thing with like Patrick Beverly, nah. another guy. Yeah, it's like, chirps. Nah, bro, stop. Mm -hmm. Like guys like LeBron. When you have guys like when you keep, when you when you mention their name, like you just say Michael, you say LeBron, you say Kobe, just their first name. You say Larry. Mm -hmm. You know who you're talking about. Those are the guys don't talk to. I was like, I don't even want to trash talk Larry Bird right now, and I know he's like almost eighty. Yeah, no. 70-something. You just don't mess with no. He could have played longer in the career, but uh, it's one of the best stories. He was just out there, hands and knees, putting together a driveway. I can't remember if it was his driveway or his parents' driveway. Instead of hiring it out. Yeah. Just, He'll do it's it. just a hard working man. I know. That's Gritty how guy. I am. That's how I am. I'm a, guy. I will, I will re-roof my own house. I have no problem doing that. I, I'm, I'm a grinder like that. So if you trash talk me, what you think is going to happen? <laughs> what you really think is going to happen? You know? Do you think that's just because the... Chicago Bears, Green Bay element. Is that when that, like, you probably heard most of the trash talking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was more among the fans and the media. Like, be, must, between us and the, the players, myself and the pack, uh, Bears, it was more cordial. You know, we were, hey, man, how you doing? Good game, you know, right after the game. Cause, uh, but we knew how important those games were. Those are, I call them daily doubles because when you beat the team in your division, mm -hmm. that gives you that edge to get into winning, you know, the division and going to the playoffs. So you win the division, you're in the playoffs, no matter what, how your season went. It's not college football where you got to sit there and find out what the voters say and think about you that you, oh, you had to beat this team by 50 and you didn't. You beat them by 
15. Yeah. Like, it's none of that. It's either you win or you lose. You know, we watching a fantastic NFL season this year. A lot of tough games, a lot of upsets this past week. You know, yeah, the 49ers had their winning streak going, snapped by the Browns, which nobody saw that coming. I got, well, shout out Raf. Raf did call. Oh, did he? That. Did yeah. he call this? Because he, okay. he was really high I see, on yeah. that Browns defense. I see a board back there of calls from the offseason back. Everybody wrote up stuff. I got to <laughs> put up, put my, my predictions. I'm not great at it, but I'll put some stuff up. You saw, um, what was another one? Eagle, what's that? Eagles. Yep, Eagles yeah, lost. Eagles took a loss. They took a loss. Um, a lot of errors. I mean, Jalen said it, you know, turnovers. He had three picks. Yeah, he played rough. He played rough. He did, and it's, you're going to have those games as a pro. But the thing is, can you bounce back from that? Mm-hmm. Can you look at all the mistakes made? And some of us make, there's going to be, mis- there's like two or three categories of mistakes. There's m- mistakes that can be fixed. Then there's ones that are just the other opposing team made you do it. They forced you into that area because of the situation. You know, like that pass, the interception right at the end. It was more, it was zone coverage, real simple coverage for him to read. And without the pressure of converting, mm-hmm. He throws it to AJ Brown instead of to the inside receiver and, get, and doesn't get picked, and so he makes a better set, or he just takes off and run with it, throws it out of bounds to help his team out. What you got? What you smiling? Over uh, there? Pete Ferguson. Have you met him yet? Pete, no, not yet. Okay, he's got a show bigger than the score. Uh, it is a great show. I like to call it Feel Good Hour. Is he it brings a, in like young scholars, uh, ed- educators. It's a podcast, there. right? Yep, podcast. Yeah. Someday, every, I know who he is. Yeah. Yep. So big Cowboys fan, and he says Harrison, give proper credit. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I'm not willing to say that. That uh, that was a they, nail biter. Yeah, it was. And uh, you had uh, McCarthy calling plays again. He's been calling plays all season, right? Mm-hmm. I so, should pull up the full box score for that one. Yeah, let's do that because that was a good game. Um, I know it was, it was close. Um, it, it just it wasn't okay. So with the tra- it was twenty to seventeen final score, uh, but the Cowboys late get ten in the fourth quarter, and then obviously Chargers get seven. But yep. just sure enough, Dak Prescott, 21 for 30, 272 yards, a touchdown. Justin Herbert, 22 for 37, 227 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Right. And Herbert actually, I say, with him getting that rear, you remember last year he got that rib injury. Yeah. And kind of, I think that gave him a whole nother frame of reference because he's running the ball like aggressively now and he's using his legs a lot more, which is good to see. And he has the ability to, to do it. So, to see him kind of stretch the pocket a lot coming out because he's usually a pocket passer. He stepped back his rookie year, and then you know a year he got thrown basically thrown to the to the fire, and he and he survived. And so now ever since then he's that guy. Now he got to deny that. Now he knows the dynamic of running the ball. So I think moving forward that's going to be a problem for teams facing him, who's already good at throwing the ball, manipulating DBs with his shoulders and head to you know get them out of the zone or out of the man coverage to where. He could get that ball to his receiver. So he's already good at doing that. Now he's gonna now he's like, oh man, I got legs. I got long legs and I'm fast. Yeah. I'm still yeah. not sold on the Cowboys. I like the Chargers and I do agree with what you're saying, but it just feels like the pieces there. Yeah. Uh they and it's kind of an unfortunate thing where they've had a few years where wide receivers are just getting dinged up left and right. So for the, kind for of the Cowboys? The, no, for the Chargers. For the Chargers, yes. Yeah. yeah, Mike Williams, he he's out. Yeah, Keenan, Keenan Allen. He's in he's now, but last year, yeah. yeah just yeah, kind of a lot of wide year. receivers that are just always getting beat up. Yeah. And it's really kind of stunted the chargers it feels like year after year yeah they have their opportunities a couple coach changes in there too mm-hmm. that slows up the process but then now where they're at they got one guy that's been in there consistently as the head coach but yeah for the cowboys it's just hopefully like you got so much going on down there in d in dallas mm-hmm. you, know, you got 
Jerry Jones has been there, what, for 30 years now? That's Might have been longer than that, yeah. Um, and all the coaches that have been through there, hopefully Mike McCarthy can wave, handle being under. I mean, he's done it so far. He survived this long. Um, but, uh, coaching staffs, he's fired the whole staff. Kellen Moore was actually was coaching against them, right? Mm-hmm. He was out in San Diego now, his old OC. So um, that was interesting to see that it was, you know, it was 16, what was it, 16 to 17 or 16 to 19? My, I was trying to pull it up. My computer would not. Oh, 20 to 17. Oh, 20 to 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would not pull up the score for me over here. Yeah, but, no, that was, uh, it was 2017. And then obviously the surprises we talked about, Eagles, Jets. Jets win that one 20 to 14. Yeah. And, and that, then the 49ers, that's that's one maybe a little more predictable, depending on how you looked at that Browns defense. But still, yeah, they no one defeated teams left. Zero, zero. And I think, obviously, for the pro level, to have that as a, you know, over your head, it's like, who you could kind of breathe now, but you wish you could have got the win. Well, it's like the Steelers. Remember they're eleven and zero. Yeah, and you just know week in week out, it's they are coming for you. Yeah, it, it, it's coming, it's coming. So, um, I say one pressure gone for the season. Now you just got to worry about winning the division and then mm-hmm. getting to the playoffs. You know, seeding, seeing if you try to get the number one seed in the conference uh, out of AFC, NFC. I see that the way Philly can be or Philly's going, regardless of this loss, they could be that number one seed in NFC and Kansas City. The way they're playing, because you know, big changes that Casey came through was uh, the enemy going to the Commanders, and really that's it. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, same team, which is very rare. You you know, not much changes other than rookies coming in. They lost one or two guys maybe on defense, one or two guys they had, uh, on offense. Um, we had started an injury, started a season with Travis out, but he's now he's back, and good thing that uh, Tay Tay. It's not a distraction for him. It's like helping him focus more, which is good. And he's that dude, though. He's that boisterous, obnoxious type of teammate yeah. where something like this doesn't actually – you think it would distract him, but his focus gets tighter, and he probably plays harder because he wants to impress his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, And he has a very popular girlfriend. So Yeah, fair enough. Fair and enough, uh, yeah. we do have one from the text line here. Uh, so Mr. Green, I enjoyed your track career too short possibly could have been an olympic oh yeah yeah what was I, your events my events i was a sprinter so one two occasional four uh four by one relay four by four, yeah four by one relay long jump occasionally for points <laughs> my coach is like hey <laughs> you want to get some points because like third second place yeah i could get third or second real easy i didn't have the, all the technique down just raw athleticism just, run just raw ability just run down <laughs> make sure you don't scratch you know, so I'll jump probably uh, six inches past the bo- uh, in front of the board instead of right on the board and come in second. And a couple times it worked where I came in second one time and came in third another. I remember Miller South, Miller South invite. I came in second. Okay. I, think I jumped. I think first place was like 20 feet. I jumped like 18 or something like that. And I was like, all right, coach. Cool. But no, <laughs> what I, was your favorite? My favorite was probably the 100. Okay. And then the 200 got by my senior year to 200 because it I learned how to actually run the 200 by the start of my senior year. Like do, during practice, I just learned how to, in terms of breathing and coming around that corner and you lose you, using the corner or the curve, not the corner, using the curve of the 200 and using it as a slingshot. So you basically kind of run it fast enough to where almost you build this momentum in your body. And then when that curve straightens out to a flat lane, to a straight lane, you just like, pshh. It's like a cannonball. It's like a bullet out of a gun. And then I learned how to run. I kind of would tuck my head towards the curve like this and just close, almost, not close my eyes, but almost to the point where I'm like, just run as fast as you can. It's about to end in about 50 more meters or 50 more feet or whatever. And then 
take off. And that's where by the end of my senior year, I think I would clock my fastest 200 time at 21.9. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was rolling and then got to state one state. I think I won state with like a 22 something, uh, 100. I won the 100 in a 10.65. Which my fastest was at the Miller side invite where I went. I ran a ten three at my first you know, senior year invite. So that I say, yeah, if I would have stuck with it, it was either that or baseball. I say like, those have probably been the two other sports where you could be. We could be talking about me being one of the best outfielders on some team or a good hitter, like solid hitter. Because I was, I was a good hitter. I could hit everything. I could hit oppo, you know, opposite field. People don't know what that means. I'm a, I was a lefty. So that mean, and then I could steal bases all day with that speed, mm-hmm. and then or an Olympic athlete being a hundred sprinter, two hundred sprinter, maybe a four hundred. My dad did it, so I was like, I think I could do that. But that's a full on sprint now. I just would obviously had to push myself, work hard at it, because that's endurance too, that's speed endurance. Yeah. And but I love those sports, and that's why I did them. And uh, yeah, it could have been real quick something that changed in my brain, flip a switch or unflip a switch and say, hey, you know what? I want to run track or I want to play. I did want to play baseball. I missed my opportunity. Not missed it. I just didn't given, been given the opportunity. I remember I brought that up several times and <laughs> I will always bring it up. That it tends was, to be the case with the Eric Stricklands, the yeah. Amon Greens. Like, man. Uh, you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes. It's like they could have, there's a few things. Man, I wanted to hit some home runs. They could have decided. <laughs> it would be nice. Hit some college NCAA home runs. Yeah, and there, there really school. is nothing like – I love it every time I go into the College World Series. Yeah. That is such a fun atmosphere. And right. I, I wonder what it's like kind of from the player's perspective because it's a neutral site, but that hype as it goes on just gets bigger and bigger. And then right. when you get to the end – because it's such a team thing too where like no one really cares if you're the best team coming in. We've seen it over and over and over again yep. where it just takes a team to catch fire. And that's where baseball is one of the more interesting sports. I mean, yeah. we're seeing it this year in the MLB playoffs. Most teams that had a bye – they're not doing so hot. They're taking a lot of L's. And it, that's kind of how they rework the playoff bracket. It will be interesting to see kind of how the MLB does that going forward. But we do have to go yeah, ahead and throw it to our first break here. This is the Amon Green Show. I'm Harrison. we got Amon Green host as always. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.